Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with Janelle and Leslie. I'm Janelle Cameron. Hi there, I'm Leslie Pearson. And today we're going to talk about the best places to buy in 2021 in Canada. Welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team, the podcast that helps make your real estate dreams a reality. The Janelle Cameron team is your expert source for all things real estate in the greater Toronto area. Whether you're considering a renovation to improve your return on investment, looking at homes for the very first time, or even considering becoming an agent yourself, we've got you covered. Hey everyone, how are you? Hope you're having a great week. We are here once again. Um, yeah, middle of, uh, well, it's not the middle, I guess the beginning of July. Summer market's here. It's pretty, it's pretty quiet. I find a lot of people prepping. It's a lot of prepping going yeah, on. Yeah, I would say it seems to be typically seasonally quiet. I yes. don't think there's anything more going on than that. The spring market is the, uh, yeah, traditionally the busiest time of in real estate, but it ends like the second week of June, yeah. usually. usually. And that's what I'm finding now. It's a little bit earlier this year, but yeah. I think it's, it went on for so long, but... Um, I'm not complaining, honestly. It's kind of a nice, bit of a nice break. It's been such a crazy six months mm -hmm. that to me it's sort of like, oh, okay, really? Breathe can, a little bit. A little bit, yeah. 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 Of course, you know, I always feel like that for the first, you know, three or four weeks or something. And then I'm like, then you start to panic. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? What am I doing? That's right. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, September happens and it's absolute and utter chaos again. Same thing happens in, in December. <laughs> you yeah. think after all these years, we'd be used to it. Mm -hmm. The ebbs and flows of real estate, people. Mm -hmm. uh, Got to save your money, that's for sure. Um, okay, so interesting article um, today that we thought we would talk about. Money Sense puts out this great article every year that talks about the best places to buy in Canada. And we thought we would discuss that with you because I think um, it's important that people are, you know, knowing where to look to in the future and what the trends are. I want to know as the first step in hearing about this is what's the definition of best? Yeah, so I guess there's a couple of different things you could look at. For the purposes of this particular article, they look at 45 major centers in the country and then the top three... Are there 45 major centers in this country? <laughs> well, well, you'll see what number one is. Is that a major center? I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> however... Like best uh, for me would be different than best for you. That's right. Mm -hmm. So this is more about... Um, well, I'll give you the criteria. So it's what they call a 45 major urban centers across the country and the top three neighborhoods in those regions... And what they are basically doing is discussing which market offers the best value so be and okay. potential for appreciation over time. Right. So it's best from a financial perspective only. Right. So there are lots of other studies that Money Sense does and Toronto Life does a good one too, which talk about the best communities to yeah, live in. Yeah, the best in, places to live. That look more broadly live. at other Well, different, all kinds of different yeah. things they mesh yeah. into yeah. the criteria like crime yeah. and yeah. schools Green and space, affluence. Green schools, and, yeah. But this is what we're going to talk about today in terms of best is strictly for your dollar. Right. Mm -hmm. So 
uh, keep an ear out, people, because there might be a lot of people interested right now in looking for investment properties. And I always encourage people to consider outside of the city and, in fact, sort of outside of the GTA because... You know, what people don't understand, and I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself over the the weeks here, but what people don't necessarily understand is that you don't have to live there to see, to have an investment property. You don't have to manage it yourself. There are companies to do that for you for very inexpensive. And when you're making an investment purchase, all you should care about is the finances. Yeah. So this kind of best is, um, you know, a great resource for those who are looking for investment purpose. That's right. Who cares about the green space and the community feel? You want to know. Absolutely. Yeah. Your your money. That's right. And so, you know, and that's a whole other topic that we have discussed before, but, you know, it's so we're big proponents, both of us, of um, investment properties outside the core of the city. Yeah, I think it's, you know, when you're looking to buy something, you know, you want to just basically look at your return on investment, how quickly it is for you to be able to rent those, what the vacancy rate is like in the area, those kind of things. So that is an option. So when we're looking right now at these best areas that these guys have put together, they are talking about, um, you know, where we see growth going in the future. Right. Financial growth. Financial growth in the future. Mm -hmm. So um, on top of that, by the way, they also rank their walk score, which is one thing or another. Um, okay, so the number <laughs> number one area That's is, a funny thing for them to throw in. It is when you're talking they don't, about They money. don't talk about school rankings Nothing. or anything. They talk about walk score. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the number one is Bancroft. Yeah, I read, I read that today, have, uh, an article about Bancroft. Mm-hmm. So Bancroft falls into the category of 45 urban centers. Yes. What is urban about Bancroft? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> So it's like two two stoplights. That's right, and there's some even less urban than this. Um, so, yeah. and I won't go over everything with all of them, but just so you know, the um, average price in Bancroft in 2020 was 292. But here's where it gets interesting: is we are experience or they anticipate 15 percent growth over uh, one year. And 78% has been over the last three years is what it's grown. So that's really when, when they're really ranking these, and I'm looking at the numbers here, it's the three-year gro- three growth percentage that seems to be driving the rankings. Yeah, I, I'd love to know why. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I guess it was, it was cheap. Okay. Yeah. So, because the starting, the benchmark was really low. Right. That's why. So, it's so <laughs> over three years, it's risen one hundred and twenty-eight thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. It's only at two ninety-two now. Mm-hmm. So the uh, percentage so it of, has nowhere to go but up. It has nowhere to go but up. The percentage above the national average is also something they take into consideration, and it's minus forty-seven percent. So it's cheap. Mm-hmm. It's still cheap. Mm-hmm. Number one, that was number one. Um, you know, nice, but that's that's it's far that's from a, the city. That's a cottage purchase, isn't it? I mean, maybe, right? And I guess right now we don't know a lot enough of about it to comment. Maybe no, I don't either. I mean, there's maybe some... it's a good downsizing. Maybe there are good year-round mm-hmm. living opportunities. I'm sure there are. It's I, just I not something know. we're. I'm just mm-hmm. not. Yeah, um, but yeah, Bancroft. So there you go. Uh, okay, number two. So this is this is a good one too. Woodstock and Ingersoll. 
Okay. So not super far from the from the city. I mean, it's a reasonable distance. I'd have to look up how far it is. Um, the average price in 2020 was $433,000, which is not cheap, right? So we're already kind of getting up there. It's not like, um, you know, it's not like Windsor or something yeah, like that. right. Now, again, the percentage of growth is huge. So 19% over the year increase and 67% over the last three years, which is 173000 And it's 22% below the average national price. Mm-hmm. So Woodstock, um, from my understanding, I don't have a great deal of knowledge about it, but from, from everybody I know who've been there, you get, you know, a decent amount of property. Yeah. Lots of detached homes. Um, you know, would that be the place I would buy an investment property? Probably not. No, because I don't know of any particular industry spurring growth there. But I will say, it's I a mean, remote. it's an hour and a half from Toronto. Um, and it's not too far from Hamilton or Kitchener or the, mm-hmm. you know, some hubs of activity. So if you are working... Um, you know, kind of in the west end of the city, it might make sense. It's in, there's not a lot of activity in the Woodstock mm-hmm. immediate area that yeah. I know of, but you're not far. Yeah, for living is one thing. Yeah, you're from, you're within yeah. commute of some yeah, yeah. So a lot of activity. Yeah, so I can see that. Yeah, yeah. the next one I like um, for a bunch of reasons. That's London and St. Thomas. London has really been on the rise. Um, this year, I think anyone who listens to anything really near real estate would know that. Average price right now is 436000 but I will say that I've seen lots of cheaper options there and lots of, you know, more expensive options, obviously. What I do like about London is that um, there are still a lot of neighborhoods that seem to be gentrifying. So yeah. from a financial perspective, I think this is a good place to buy in. Right. So that would be where I might be looking next. Right. And, you know, I, I like any town that is has a university exactly and london has i think fanshawe college and western that's right and so that is a built-in pool of tenants yeah of decent tenants yeah and i also have read some articles about london becoming and it's probably influenced by other towns not too far away from it but really developing its technological it's becoming a technological hub right i think um, so I love London too. Although yeah. I don't love London, but I love London as an investment purpose. Yeah, me I too. I thought I would love London, but I, I don't like London. Yeah, it's. But you know if you're buying an investment property, you don't have to love it. You don't. And there are some. <laughs> my sister just moved from London, and um, they've lived in some pretty nice, beautiful spots. I have to say, mm-hmm. you know, there are some nice parks. Or so I ran the London Marathon, which was hideous, but it was a beautiful course. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody on it, mind you, was the most desolate thing I've ever seen. Yeah. But. And I think it um, it consistently, if I'm not mistaken, has a very low vacancy rate. I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been rough. It's been a rough place. There's a lot of there's a lot of drugs, there's a lot of See that's what my yeah. sense is. Mm-hmm. But you know, mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. where isn't there? Um, okay, so next on the list was Tilsonburg. Hardly what I would consider to be an urban center. Where's Tilsonburg? Is that near London? Uh, I, I think it's it's north, right? You should know that. Here we are looking it up. Tilsonburg, town in Ontario. Sorry, everybody who might live in Tilsonburg. It is <laughs> um, in Oxford County. Okay. Can I say that that doesn't help me? No. 
because I can't help you. I'm looking. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up right now. I, I know someone from Tilsonburg. Isn't that? Um, is that ketchup country? Oh, it's not that. It's not actually. So it's it's like, it's north and west, mm-hmm. south of London, southeast of London. Okay, sort of. Yeah, that's actually not that that far. Um, we digress, but uh, yeah. So that's. I don't know. Is that a place I can see people? The average price is not cheap. It's like almost four hundred thousand, three ninety five. Right. So again, it has the same advantages I think as uh, we talked about with Woodstock in that it is kind of an easy drive to London and Kitchener. Yeah. So if you're kind of working in those hubs, you know, it's a it's a good alternative. That's right. I'm going to now skip ahead instead of reading every single mm-hmm. one. I'm going to tell you where the cheapest places to buy on this list, and that is in Moncton, Greater Moncton, where the average price is t- just two hundred thousand. And Moncton has had a 33% return over the last three years, which is like 50,000. And it's, you know, yeah, it's, I think that's a good option. I mean, it's only a matter of time. That's where your next place should be. Moncton, yeah. You need to buy one out of the province. Yeah. Yeah, I should really. Um, Yeah. I have to check out the rental rates there. But yeah, so that's interesting. Um, That was the cheapest. And then the most expensive, which was actually last on this list, but but interesting was um, Vancouver, forty-two num- on this list of forty-two, where the average price was only a million and fifty-six, which makes no sense to me right now. Um, but it was only climbed three percent over the last three years in price, or up thirty-five thousand dollars. But I think that includes you know all of the different aspects and products of Vancouver, because Vancouver itself as a city is you know pretty unaffordable. Uh, Toronto, you know, 12% last year and up 14% the last three years. Mississauga did better, uh, 25%. So that's where we're at. We had um, a couple other duds at the bottom, Edmonton, Calgary, where they were in a decline. They're either flat or declining over the last couple of years, but still ranking higher than Toronto. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But again, for obvious reasons, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, interesting, St. John's, Newfoundland, which I would have thought would have been um, better in terms of price increase, only saw 1% last year and minus 6 over the last three years. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I thought people flat. were, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I did read an article the other day, fascinating, that there's a huge mass exodus out of Toronto into uh, Vancouver and the Halifax. Oh. Yeah. Halifax, I can see, but... Vancouver is so expensive. Yeah. That, uh, is Halifax on that list? Um, is Halifax on this list? Let me just see here. I don't think it is. Looking, looking, looking. Yes, it is. Number 19. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my daughter is starting university in Halifax in September. And what I, you know, we did a couple of orientation sessions online recently. And there must be, I don't know what the percentage is, but there must be a incredibly high percentage of kids going there from Ontario, from the GTA specifically. Interesting. In, in the way they presented some things, it, and it wasn't an orientation for kids from Toronto, but it was all about Toronto. Right. Yeah. Interesting. I thought that was very interesting. Well, it's great. So, you know, could that be related to the exodus? I don't know. 
Could be. I mean, but for you, that might be a good opportunity if she's going to be there for several years, right? And this is always the debate people have. Do we rent something or do we just buy something and right. rent it out to her and her friends? Right. So right? if it's on that list and it makes sense, it's not a bad thing to think about. It's not a bad thing to think about. I mean, mm-hmm. the, when the average price is 390000 let's say you could get something for three fifty. you know, mm-hmm. you could probably... Cover it with uh, a bunch of rents. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then move. And then move, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's a fun game to play. If you had to mm-hmm. leave Toronto and, yeah, where would you go? You have to see in Canada. Where, what, where would you go? What would be your... You know, this is, uh, I think you've asked this question before, and this is one I have a hard time answering um, because it's all related to um, stage of life and having three kids and what are, where are they going to be? So my answer depends on where are they going to be. And well, I just assume don't know all three kids are, go- are not going to be in the same spot. Yeah. I think you can assume. So I won't live anywhere in Alberta. Be. I probably won't live anywhere in Saskatchewan or Manitoba. So I'm thinking BC, Ontario, or Nova Scotia. Um, I don't know. What about you? Uh, West for sure. Yeah. Vancouver. Yeah, no, I lived for a couple of years in Vancouver and had the worst headaches ever, so I don't think I could do that. Yeah. I think I might be over my migraine years, but... Um, Vancouver or Victoria would be mine. Oh, I'd never do Victoria. Mm. But um, a lot of people, my daughter included, love that kind of geography. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm funny in that, you know, my husband uh, spent grew up a bit in Calgary and has family still in Calgary and would love to move to Calgary. I find the mountains claustrophobic. Oh, interesting. It's the opposite of what people who love it feel about it. It's, you know, the vistas and right, the expanse right, right. of it. But I find it claustrophobic. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I couldn't do it. But not in Vancouver. Yeah, I don't think I could do Vancouver. Well, I don't think I could do Vancouver, but maybe somewhere else in BC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But maybe I was just thinking because you've got mountains on one yeah. side and ocean on the other. Yeah. Maybe it's not You know as- what that thing about, so I, uh, I need water. So wherever I would end up would be somewhere I was just thinking about that last night. It would be somewhere on water. I was thinking about that last night. Like, I really feel that strongly. And yet I and don't yet live down by the, the water. water. I don't often go down no. by the water. But I, there's something about it that gives me comfort of being in a city that is on the water. Right. And I don't know that I would, because we were, we were in Kleinberg yesterday, and then we've gone to, like, Caledon area and kind of things recently. And it's the lack of water that uh-huh. I, would, I would really have a problem with. Yeah, so where, whatever my answer is, it's... Um, it would be have to be on a body of water. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Halifax, I love. I've spent a good amount of time in Halifax, but those winters are tough. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. I think that's, yeah, that's yeah. too that's much. That's the problem with most of Canada, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so. Well, who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe one day we'll mm-hmm. have the opportunity. I think I'm gonna, I would have two more moves. So one would be away from, you know, I consider where I am still in the core of the city to something a bit more maybe suburban and then a move to maybe somewhere different. Right, right, right. And, you know, I don't know if my kids are going to end up in the same area, so how much weight do I put where they're going to be? They can come to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you even have, you know, even more of an issue with that probably. Mm-hmm. I think that, uh, yeah, so I have a wishy-washy answer. Water and kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Didn't mention husband. Water and kids. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, the kid part is hard. I don't know how many kids come back. Mm-hmm. It would be, that would be interesting to see. When they leave, do they stay? I did read something about that. It depends on where they go to university. But, uh, for example, all those kids from Toronto that I mentioned going to um, Dalhousie, a, a big percentage of them come back. They don't stay. But it would be di- probably different kids going to UBC. I bet you that oh. has more sticking power. Every person mm-hmm. I've ever known, yeah. with the exception of one, that's gone out yeah. west to visit never came back. Yeah, I believe that's true. So yeah. I think it all depends. I mean, yeah. and are the kids going to, like, Western or Queens going to stay there? Probably not. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And where do, But mm-hmm. where do they go after? It's, mm-hmm. in, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see. Well, we really only have, like, a couple of cities in this whole country. Mm-hmm. Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal, I guess. And that's kind of it. Yeah. So it depends on what you're studying, the answer to that of where they're going to go. And then the world is open to them as well. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. And then these days, I wonder how much COVID will affect that because how many people will just stay at home and work from wherever? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah, that idea of coming back to the nest, Mm -hmm. and maybe that's not your parents' home, but your city. Yes. Is, is interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look around of all the people you know, how many people live in the same city they grew up in? Right? Like, just think about that. Everybody. Yeah, not me. Yeah, but yeah. in my world, everybody. Yeah. That's Isn't that interesting? True. It's not entirely true, but... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and interesting, like, as a kid, we're totally off topic here. Mm-hmm. Uh, my family, growing up, we lived many places around the world. Mm-hmm. And only moved to Toronto when I was, you know, really relatively as an older kid. And yet I haven't moved from the city. Mm-hmm. I haven't moved five miles, miles away from my parents' house um, since then. But um, we, we moved all the time as a kid. So mm-hmm. there might be something to that, too, why I plant for a long time. Mm-hmm. Although if you asked me, I would say there was no negative implication of all those mm-hmm. moves. I never felt anything as an outsider, never felt behind in school. Mm-hmm. Um, it was only, a, um, they were only great experiences. But interestingly, I haven't left the city mm-hmm. since. So, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of brings us back around to where we were because for those people that want to buy a second property or yeah. are thinking about moving elsewhere, it's always a good idea. If you've always dreamt of moving to Halifax, but you're not quite ready to do it, why not consider getting an investment property that you right. can rent out for the next, you know, four or five years until you're ready to make the move? And if, if you're, you're sure not ready, that's then, where you want to yeah, be. But even if you're not, if you hold on to it for four or five years, you're going to make, yeah. you know, if this you realize you how much this you're wasn't make. for me, yeah. either get rid of it or this wasn't for me, but the rentals, like I'm doing well, mm-hmm. then hold on to it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kind of interesting. So those are, you know, and if you're a cottaging type of person, like Bancroft might be, you know, that might be the place to consider. It seems like that's where you're going to get the best return right now. Yeah. So, but I think that would only appear as a a living purchase. That would only appeal, I think, to a certain demographic. Like, because there's... Retiring. Well, yeah. yeah. You can't move there and work. Although, who knows what's going to... You're right. Who knows what's going to happen out of COVID. Right. And when you look at how many people have left the city to places I would have never thought Mm -hmm. would have been, in my mind, places that you'd actually live. Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) it's that's not true. So things have really changed. And places like... Places like Bancroft, you know, if you're seeing a huge 
a huge influx of people there from Toronto and other major cities, you know, it's probably all of a sudden become a lot more desirable than it was two years ago. Mm-hmm. And maybe yeah. there's more services and yeah, interesting and, things well, yeah. to do. And they're going to come yeah. if this continues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. They're not there already. Mm-hmm. And that's right. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's all we have to say about that. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Yeah. We'll have the stats to be out tomorrow or the next day. So next week we'll have the June stats. I'm really curious to see what those are yeah, going we'll to be. Yeah, we'll see if they reflect what we've experienced in mm-hmm. the last month. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, we love your feedback. Keep it coming, please. Thank you for everyone who sends in their feedback and uh, questions because we'd like to answer those. So have them come along. And, of course, follow us on all our social media, uh, the Janelle Cameron team, Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. And that's it for now. So we'll talk to you next week, everyone. I hope you have a good one and happy real estate. Happy real estate, everyone. We hope you've enjoyed the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team. But more importantly, we hope you feel better informed and enthusiastic about your real estate future. We know buying and selling can be stressful, so let us help. If you're looking for hands-on support in the greater Toronto area, the Janelle Cameron team from Remax Hallmark Realty is ready to assist. Visit JanelleCameron.com. That's J-E-N-E-L-L-E Cameron.com. Or dial 416-486-5588. Join us again next week as we deliver more content to help you reach your real estate dreams.